is not being a victim. Like we don't make excuses for things. It's like, okay, well, if something went wrong, they're going, hey, this is what I could have done to make that go better. And if you have a really good team with a good mm -hmm. extreme ownership, when something goes wrong on the whole team, nobody points the finger at anyone else. And they all say what they could have done to make that situation better. And we're gonna put you in a data entry role. It's like literally gonna crush oh. your soul. Oftentimes don't know that that job is gonna be soul crushing yeah. for them, yeah. right? But that's my job to figure these things out so that we don't, we set people up for success. Welcome to the Built to Lead podcast. Tried to sound cheesy there. Um, that's good. <laughs> we were just talking about how we don't want to be cheesy on this podcast. So, yeah. You know, we'd start out that way anyways. Um, Starting podcast is hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's not something I really enjoy. I just no. want to have a chat with somebody and record it. It's easier that right. way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Built to Lead podcast. That's what we're doing here. Um, we talk about tactical business advice and leadership principles that you can put into play in your business. Yeah. This week, we're going to talk about building a team. Last week, we or not last week, last month, Yeah. we talked about, it feels like a week. It feels... <laughs> right, <Time> just, <laughs> flying by right now months or weeks in my world at the moment but we talked about uh quantify to multiply is kind of yeah. the point of it is to get your data figured out so you know if you can move ahead how to move ahead and what to do from there or even so, start a business or even start a business right yeah start yeah. measuring stuff so that's good but from there um you got it quantified and you're like let's do this let's go um now we got to actually scale yeah. You so I guess, to. yeah, if you're building a team or if you're you're duplicating, you need to build a team. Yeah. To be duplicating able to is growing. And yeah. ultimately, I think most people who build a business want to grow a business. Right. Um, and growing a business means people. And so just before we get started, you have a little bit of experience with building teams, right? Yeah. yeah just a touch. Okay. Um, yeah. Do I guess so for, for the viewers, listeners that don't know me, um, I have built three businesses i'm going to call them successful <laughs> businesses <laughs> um and now uh in the last year we're we're about 120 people between the three businesses about last year was 50 million in gross revenues between the three businesses i'm looking to see that hit 100 million in gross revenues in the next two years if i have my way um and honestly even within the next few months we're going to probably be in the 150 to 200 people in the course of the next year. Wow. So we're going to add a lot of people, which means a lot of hiring. I've personally hired hundreds of people in my career. Um, and I built a lot of teams, a lot of departments, a lot of structures, a lot of systems. Um, knowing, building, and understanding people is central right, to being an entrepreneur and growing a business. And so you, you did this over how long? Like uh, The majority of that growth is in the last five years. Five, five years. Six so years. five yeah. years growth and, of yeah like I, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head but we were probably we were definitely probably for less than 50 people then five years ago wow so we're probably up 50 to 70 people wow in five so more than double more than double in yeah. five years yeah that's mm -hmm. crazy yeah it that's is crazy and we're moving on an up upward trajectory now so it's right. like we maybe say say we doubled and it's more than double for sure in the last five years but i'm trying to do that in the next two again right right so so you have a lot building a team yeah i've built a few teams in the last I'm five years you've hired a lot more teams up to 70 people in the last 
Well, and five it, years. you're not considering people who have come and gone as well. So, oh, that's right. You know, that's probably more like a hundred. And again, I don't hire everyone now. I'm, I'm more, you know, the, the last tier of defense to keep the wrong people out. Right. But, uh, you know, especially in the last five years, I've done a, a lot or the more, but the higher percentage. And that say, saying that you're actually, it sounds like you're training people into hiring as well. Yeah. And now, yeah, I do like, there's two or three people that I'm training how to read, hire, interview, pick the right, right type of people for our organization, which is tricky. Yeah. So. That brings us to our podcast, which is exactly what you're trying to do now is get that information out there. Yeah. So like if you're an entrepreneur, you're quantifying yeah. and you want to grow and you want to multiply, you got to get good at building teams. Yeah, it makes you sense. You have to do that. You have to learn how to work with people. You have to learn how to read people. You have to learn how to interview, bring them in, hire them, the whole process of that. And then if you want them to stay, you're going to build teams. You need people to work together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So that's our topic for today. That is, it's a big topic. It's an important topic. Um, it's something I think I'm pretty good at. I, I, it's funny. I say to people all the time, this is my pat answer is like, I'm not really good at anything in particular, but I can put together a team. I know how to hire people who are good at things and put them to work. So right? you've identified areas where you're not as strong. Yeah. Like all of the areas. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, work on humbleness or something, you know, yeah. another weakness of mine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but bringing the right people in. So, right, yeah. you know, if you go to the, the, there's a great book that every entrepreneur should read. I think I mentioned it before. It's called good to great. Um, good to great. By Jim okay. Collins. Um, he says, right people, right seats. And I, I'm a huge believer in that. Um, and I take that to heart big time with mm -hmm. how we do things. So there's the two parts to it. So there's right people, then there's right seats. So okay. I get into the right people part. Um, and so how do you find or determine if someone's a right person or not? Right. Yeah. So again, going back to earlier podcasts, core values. Um, we did a whole podcast on core values and mission and right. uh, vision. And so to have your core values, if you've been listening along and, and following along with things that are important, you have your core values figured out. So a lot of people do that and think they put them on the wall or they, you know, they have them written down, they put them on their website or tuck them in a file or whatever. We actually, in an interview process, I set down the core values and I make the person rate themselves on our core values in the interview when I'm hiring them. Hmm. And then we talk about what each of those core values means to us and to them and where they might be weak in our core values or where they're strong, like what, what it, what they connect with in those core values. Right? right. And so that's huge because, you know, I use the core values to scare people out of here. Like if you don't like <laughs> being positive <laughs> or if you don't like striving for excellence, if you're not a good communicator, if you're not going to be helpful, serving and kind, right. Um, or that makes you vomit in your mouth a little bit, then you should run now. Yeah. yeah get out of here before. Cause if you come here and you're not that it's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. So that core values is huge for that. Let them uh, filter themselves out essentially. Yeah. Right. For sure. And so core values that that's one, one, cog on the gear wheel right so then i get into personality i get into you know like I, we don't have people at this point do personality tests but i'm pretty good at reading people's personalities and i'm specifically looking at them going okay this is the team i'm going to insert you in if i'm going to put yeah. you in this team the one sitting out here which is our accounting team i go okay you're going to be in a pod with three or four other ladies or men or people if you're in the dispatch office you're working with eight people in a really um intense loud environment if you're um 
in the marketing team, you might be by yourself with the computer a lot of the time in the quiet, you know? So yeah. I'm going, looking at you going, cause is your personality fit with this role? Does it fit with the other team members? It's like, I've interviewed people and went, you know, you, your skill set's perfect for this. But if I put you with those four other people, we're going to have, I, I know we're going to have issues. <laughs> You're not going to get along with this person. Right. I know that. Right. Yeah. Or this person's going to trigger you, I can tell. Or you're an introvert, and that's a very extroverted type job or environment. Yeah. Right. And so I'm reading, I'm looking into their personality. I'm going, do you like, if I would ask the question, we do it, ask the question, what do you like to do? Right. Like yeah. if you're, again, a lot of times you bring people in who have worked in completely different jobs, different environments, different experiences, and we're going to bring them into something they haven't done before because they yeah. are on core values. And I think they're a personality fit. So I go, okay, well, this is what the job is. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Or, and I've brought people in and figured out they don't really like that and then moved them into a different area. And so we, we change our trajectory. But if someone's not gonna like the work, it's not the be all and end all. Other companies hire people to do work that they know they're not gonna like and they don't they don't care about us. The job needs done. You have the skill set, so you do the job, dance monkey. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, whereas and then they usually don't stick around all that long. No, they hate their job. And like in the long run, like it's more about the people than it is about the job. But this, like what I'm talking about is right seat. So I said, right people we've got core values. We've got personality, we've got fit chemistry, yep. all those types of things. Okay. When I go to right seat, now I'm going, are you going to like what you're doing? Right. Right. Which is honestly, when I, we uh, interviewed and hired you, we had that kind of I was hiring, planning to hire you for a completely different role. Right, yeah. Right, we interviewed <laughs> yep. for a, a role in dispatch. Yeah. And then through the course of the interview, it came apparent that although you could have done that job, it maybe wasn't something you were going to be passionate about in the long right. term. And your, and your personality and skill set was better suited for this other role they were looking for that I didn't even know. Yeah. You know? And so I saw that that wasn't going to be a good fit for you. And yeah. sometimes that ends the interview. But in yeah. your case, it, well, that you was were a, a great fit for another opportunity. That was a great interview because I remember sitting here and describing kind of what I do. Mm -hmm. And you were sitting and I could I could see the switch move over for you. Because mm -hmm. your head was like this and all of a sudden your head went clunk. Mm -hmm. And it was like a physical thing I saw. Yeah. Like, which oh, is really cool. I'm going the wrong direction. With yeah. this. <laughs> this guy could do this thing instead. And yeah. like if you don't get to know someone... And I knew you beforehand, of course, but yeah. when you don't get to know someone or at least try to figure out, ascertain if that person's going to like what you're you're offering to them or not, yeah. Um, which I've had that a lot of times where I'm in an interview and I think this person's going to be great for this particular role. And then you start talking about it, it's like, oh, you're going to hate this role. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not you at all. You're... You know, you like creativity and sales and talking to people and and and, and we're going to put you in a data entry role. It's like literally going to crush oh. your soul. <laughs> yeah, it'll I just can just see it. the life out of them. Right? You know, and sometimes it depends on the person's situation. If they're very self-aware and they are applying for, you know, a job and, and they're looking for something that fits for them, they might do that. But they oftentimes don't know that that job is going to be soul-crushing yeah. to them because they're either desperate for a job or they don't understand what they're getting into or whatever. Yeah. Right? But that's my job as the interviewer, as the leader, as the entrepreneur, yeah. to figure these things out so that we don't, we set people up for success, right? Yeah. So moving on from that, um, is are they gonna love what you're gonna have them do, mm -hmm. right? Um, I get into, so interesting, 
story about how this is like totally applicable today, right? We've been interviewing for two positions uh, in our company right now. One position is um, accounting department, accounts receivable. Another position is um, a marketing video editing position. So right, completely yeah. different jobs, far opposite ends of the spectrum, really, which is great. So we interviewed, so three to five people on each side, mm-hmm. um, had a lot of applicants, which is great. Um, we have a good reputation, so we tend to get a lot of more applicants now. And so like people, even some of them came recommended from other people and that was all great. So we interviewed a, a whole whack of these people. And of course, first we interviewed people which had the right skill sets on their resumes. Yeah. Right. We had lots of options. So let's bring in the people with the right skill sets. So we interview, you know, on each side, two or three people for each job that have the perfect skill set. Everything aligns on their resume. that looks good. We sit down, three or four of us in the department room, and we start going through our core values through questions about their personal lives, questions about what other job experience has been like, what they've worked with people, what problems that they've gone through. All like Our questions are tuned to core values yeah. to see if, okay, you say that you're a positive attitude person, but by the end of this, I'm going to know if you have a positive <laughs> attitude or not. Right, like we put them through the gauntlet a little yeah. bit with our questions, and all of the experiences. I'm not. I'm not saying some. All of the experienced people, our entire team said, I don't think they'll be a good fit with the team mm-hmm. that we're going to put them in. Which is kind of crazy, right? Like, there's a lot of good qualified people. There's nothing wrong with those people. They were good people. Yeah, we could have hired them. It would have been totally normal in any other circumstance. And I think in other companies they probably would have hired them because they had banger, perfect skill sets and experience. Yeah. But we all kind of went, I don't think like I could see them not getting along with this person or this person. I could see that they might not like this about the way we do things. I could see that they're maybe a little more introverted and that's a very outgoing team and situation that they're going to be in. Um, And so we would, say we're not setting them or their team up for success. Yeah. So in both cases, we've offered jobs to people. And in both cases, we offered the jobs to the people whose personalities align with company values, who we felt would be a good chemistry fit for the team and had almost little, not little to no experience, but like nothing compared to the the competing interviewees. Right. They were the least experienced in the, in the pack. Those yes, are the people we enter, we offer the jobs to. And and that's not special in this circumstance. That is 99% of the time how we hire in this company. And we've we've built, you know, we've built up yeah. a company of 120 plus employees um, and a culture that's very strong in an environment that's very positive and on values. So at the end of the day, our our success and our progress as as these group of companies is very, very built around hiring the right people and putting them in the right seats. Yeah. Well, I, even I was doing a video on all the people that are hired in the last year mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, there's so as, as soon as I'd think oh, I'm wrapping up, oh, we hired two more. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I got to figure out how to fit these guys in now. And yeah. And so, yeah, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of people. We're, we're pretty much always hiring. There's never a month that we're not doing interviews and discussing new people who are coming yeah. into our organization. So it's key if you're growing a moving company and you might be hiring your first person, which I talked a little bit about in the last episode where yeah. it's like incredibly important to get the right fit in that case. But 
I will always, always push people to get the right person. Personality and chemistry, skills can be taught, character cannot. Yeah. Right? People, again, young people, especially like, yeah, character can come out here and there. But at the end of the day, people kind of are who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and that foundational character that they have is what you're going to build on top of. And if it's not there, you're probably not going to change them that much. Yeah. Now, do they know how to run a certain piece of software? Do they ha- have they had to call and do check calls or have they dispatched a truck before? Almost every dispatcher who's in our offices didn't know anything about trucking before they got here. Yeah. And, and the people who have been here three to five year plus, I would put up against almost anyone in the industry for right. quality and, and ability in dispatching. Well, you're looking for an, an aptitude, yeah. an aptitude to do something, a passion to do it, and and a go-gettedness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Somebody who's willing to learn, who has a growth mindset type well, of Well, who's deal. on core values, striving yeah. for excellence, humble, hardworking. Yeah. You know, th- these are the things. If they have, If they have all of our core values, they will succeed in anything yeah. that they do. It doesn't really matter, which is what the whole concept of the right people on the bus, which is the Jim Collins um, good to great thing, is like get the right people on the bus, then put them in the seats you need them to be in. But if you yeah. got the right people, you're going to win no matter what you do. Yeah. And yeah. I think you, you said it earlier, and I really like it, and it's getting to know people. And mm. through that interview process, it's getting yeah. to know people. Uh, it's And even maybe you already know people. You already knew me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that we're going to touch on here is that like the majority of people we hire come either referred by other employees who work here. Um, The quality of that is that the people who work here know what's up here. Right. And they're not going to recommend someone who's going to come in and cause problems and affect negatively affect our culture. Or They just know this person whom they know will fit in here and they'll work good here or not. They know Mm -hmm. that. Right. The other part about knowing somebody is I don't necessarily have to sell that new person on that this is a great place to work or not. They've heard already. They've heard it. Yeah. You know, they their friends selling them that, hey, I love working here or they know five other people from our organization and they're just going to slip in there and fit like a glove and get get after it. Yeah. Right? Um, the other thing is just knowing people like everywhere I go. I'm watching for people for talent. I'm seeding my subconscious for the, I know the next 10 jobs we're going to have to hire in, in these organizations or in each company. And I'm going, okay, I'm going to need a person within the next year. I'm going to need a person in the next three years. I'm yeah. going to need a person like this, or I need this, or I need that. And it's, it's just ruminating back there yeah. in the back of my subconscious. And then as you meet people, as you go to a hockey game and you meet a couple new people there as you go to a church gathering and you meet in a small group and you get to know other couples as you um, go to your school banquet and you meet another parent and you ask what they do and you are are connecting these points in your brain going man that that person i like them i like their personality i like their chemistry i like they i can see that they would be good in sales or i can see this or that or whatever yeah which goes back to episode two mission and vision yeah you, you know where you're stuff, going you and know you know what you're going to need yeah. but there there are dozens of people who work in this organization who i met three or five or six years prior to hiring them and said i'm probably going to hire that person someday hmm. i went i like that person i'm going to get to know them more over the next however long and when the time is right or when i have a role that makes sense for them i'm going to reach out to them and I'm yeah. gonna hire them right 
And it's I'm, like, it's not, I guess you could be a little bit overconfident that you can just hire anybody. Sometimes I hired people, it took longer to hire them because I was scared to ask them because I thought they really loved the job that they're in. But when I did, they were ecstatic to come work with yeah. our organization because they know me, they know people in our organization, they know about us, they understand what we're about here. And and I, I can, I'm always blown away by how much it matters to people that the company's vision, the company's mission, the direction the company's going aligns with their belief mm-hmm. system is. The, the highest talent people that we, that I've had to hire that were like hard hires, they came here, not because they didn't have other opportunities or there was not more money or there's other things out there. They came here because they wanted to work at a company they were proud to work at, who was headed in this direction, who had these values, who stood for something. Mm-hmm. That all was the deciding factor in the end. It, it didn't come down to, well, you guys offered me the most money. Right. Yeah. You know, you guys have the best 401k setup or what would, you know, the <laughs> jokes that people make about right, it. Right. Yeah. That was not the deciding factor for the majority of the hires that I make. It was yeah. actually that I want to work for a company that's like this. Yeah. Right. That I can be proud of mm-hmm. that. I, oh, yeah, I work here. Yeah. Yeah. So tactically, I think characteristics of what is a right person. Yeah. Right. Which we talked about at length before this. Yeah. I mean, it, and it goes to the core values, right? Yeah. It's It's the core values. Yeah. Okay. So you said characteristics of uh, a, an ideal teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually gave me a list. I did. And I'm going to actually kind of go over this. Mm-hmm. And then if if you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to give me like a short uh, I'll description. I'll elaborate. Thank on, you. Uh, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one, shared values. Shared values. Well, we've kind of talked about that already, but. I, man, it's it's crazy if you're good at reading body language when you go through your core values, how you can read body language on people when you talk oh, yeah. about something. We're a very faith-based company. Um, you know, we pray together in certain teams and uh, we have lunch together. We're very relational. And when I share that with people, I can just see their body language change if they don't, if that's not them. Like yeah. if they're about professionalism and you keep your personal stuff at home and you take your work stuff to work, you start talking about that and you can see them like flush out. Like they get sick to their stomach almost. Like they respond physically to it. Yeah. And so that's where I'm going, hmm, we, we got, there's something not alignment in they, our values there. Yeah, right? they kind of, they've, they've segregated mm-hmm. each and, part and of their life. And we've had people yeah. in our environment before who, you know, aren't on value and it becomes very apparent very quickly, right? And so you want to yeah. pick up on that before you bring in them in your company. Yeah. Uh, number two, discipline and self-motivation. Discipline and self-motivation. It's like you cannot, man, if someone is not disciplined and motivated when they come to you, like you you can't be holding them accountable and make them responsible. And like if, you, if that time, yeah, from no. a baseline level, if they don't have that already, um, you're going to, it's very frustrating to try and motivate people. They shouldn't need to be motivated. People who are right people. They're already motivated. They come in motivated. They're yeah. excited. They, they're engaged. They want to do something. That it's it's already in them. So right. you want to find people who are those. They're grabbing for yeah. something to do, not like oh, you know, I'm you know, I'm out of work right now, so I'm gonna look at my phone and you know, if nobody's seeing, I might take off a little early and you know. Yeah, and I, I've noticed that too. It's it's people are self motivated here, and mm-hmm. there's not a need for a micromanager. No, because that's what ends up happening is you end up micromanaging them. And then if you have to micromanage all of these people, you stop scaling, you hit a wall. Yeah. Right. Like you can't keep going if you got to manage everybody. People need to be self-managing and not to say that there isn't room for management in certain places. But if everybody's motivated, then the job gets done like 
just it just gets done. I'm trying. I'm trying to get my son out of the the mindset of us managing. He's 11, mm, so yes, I mean, I have the same problem. <laughs> and, and it's like I I consistently tell him, stop offloading your thinking onto me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like a micromanager is like. No, I just want to. I want to be all. I want to do the thinking for that person always. Yeah, I don't want you to think. I want yeah. you to just be a robot and do it. Yeah, and that's it's a milky. huge liability in the long game. You cannot yeah. grow and scale and do crazy massive things with people that need to be told what to do in every circumstance. Right? It doesn't yeah, work exactly. Okay, moving on to number number three. Uh, do what they say and say what they do. Yes, they they stand behind their word and they take action and they execute. So you got lots of people that love to talk, yeah. you know, and, and we have these death by meeting type things. And and I'm like, I have no time for that in my life. And and if you're moving quick, you don't have time for that. If I say, Tyler, I need that done by Tuesday. And you say, yeah, I'll have it done by Tuesday. That's the end of it. Like it's yeah, off it's my it's list and done. I don't think about it anymore. It's done. If you yeah. say it, it's done. Yep. It's that simple. Anyone who says, yeah, I'll get it done. And then you go on Tuesday, it's like, hey, you got that thing, Tyler? Oh, I'm just about, I'm going to be done in a couple minutes or I'm going to be done at the end of the day or, oh, we'll see how it goes or, oh, I haven't got to that yet. It's just, just, you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't build teams on that. You need to be able to rely on your teammates to execute on their part. And when everyone does that, the team wins. When you have a weak link, Chain breaks, yeah. right? You get people got to say, do what they say, say what they do. It's also integrity for them internally as well as for the rest of the team. Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, think in terms of responsibility, accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they just people t- that are looking for responsibility, right? There's two kinds of people. There's the people who don't want any responsibility, right? Yeah. They don't want accountability. <laughs> like when you try to hold them accountable, for example. They, they don't want to have that meeting. They don't want to have that conversation. They don't want to be given the the list item. Like, you're going to do this. I'm giving it to you. I'm not going to speak. They don't put their hand up to, to accept the thing. They're not taking initiative, right? Whereas the other person wants more responsibility. Give me yeah, more. Give me more. Give me more. I can do more. Can I help yeah. you with that? I'll take that from you. Yeah. Right. The people who take responsibility when they start and when they hit the end of a project, they check the thing off. They feel good about that. And they want the next thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can rely on them. it's it's some what's similar to the last point, but it's entirely different as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. People are looking for responsibility also can lead other people. Right. And, and hold other people responsible. People who don't like accountability, they can't lead teams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number five, extreme ownership or team mindset. Yeah. Extreme ownership. That's Jocko Wehlink, um, echelon front kind of idea. Extreme ownership is not being a victim. Like we don't make excuses for things. It's like, okay, well, if something went wrong, they're going, hey, this is what I could have done to make that go better. And if you have a really good team with a good Mm -hmm. extreme ownership, when something goes wrong on the whole team, nobody points the finger at anyone else. And they all say what they could have done to make that situation better. It's not like, well, Ralph in the corner over there, that was his responsibility and he didn't execute. So like, you know, that's his problem. They go, you know what? I... I saw that Ralph was stumbling a little and I could have probably stepped in there and reminded him or helped him out or, you know, stepped up. I could have stepped up. I could have done something. Yeah. There was inaction that should have had action. And I just. Well, and at the end of the day, the whole team lost. So I, I take responsibility, right? Yeah. Everybody takes responsibility. They, they look in the mirror instead of out the window. Mm -hmm. Which is good. Uh, Number six, passionate. Passionate. Yes. You know what? If someone, and this goes back to the right seat thing too mm-hmm. but 
the interesting thing is that the right person can be almost passionate about anything. Like the really right teammate, you can take them from, you know, shoveling a mound of dirt in a team and they're going to be like, Mm -hmm. we're going to freaking kill this dirt today, (laughs) you know, and they're just getting after it. And then you can go put them on, uh, you know, an an office job and then they're going to just put their full effort into that because they're passionate about doing a good job and being Mm -hmm. excellent, not necessarily just passionate about well, I only like working on artistic ventures. Right. Or I only like, yeah, okay, we all have giftings and skill sets that make us better at one thing or another. A passionate person is passionate about the mission and the vision of the whole thing, and they can see how what they're doing right now is affecting the mission and the vision, and so Mm -hmm. they can be passionate about it no matter what it is. Yeah, exactly. And so they just get passionate. Some people are just like, man, they, they, they just care about everything. They're always engaged about everything. Yeah, that's the teammate you want on your team. Yeah, exactly. Right? And they're always going to bring everybody up. Yeah, or get get excited about it. Or again, and it really is about connecting what you're doing. It doesn't matter if it's shoveling dirt or putting data in a computer and connecting it with the mission and yeah. the vision of the company. If they can do that, they can engage and be passionate about anything. Yeah, and we all need, you know, we all have moments of uh, despair. But it's always, when you surround yourself with a bunch of people that are generally like that, mm-hmm. one person might be like, oh, I can't do it today. And like four other people are like, oh yeah, we're gonna do it. And this is gonna be awesome. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, and then you're kind of like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm feeding off their energy now. Yeah, it's a positive, it's positive yeah. attitude. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. I, you can be down and choose to be positive, but if you're surrounded by it, it's so much easier than having five Debbie Downers on your team and you're the only one trying to, to drag this thing over the finish line, right? Sorry to all the Debbies out there. Yeah, poor Debbie. I guess it's better than a Karen, but <laughs> anyway. So so that's the six. Yeah, those are the six items. I think that's key uh, just to go over them again. It's it's shared values, yep. discipline, motivated. Um, they do what they say. They uh, think in terms of responsibility and accountability. Um, extreme ownership, non-victim mentality, and then passionate about what they do. Yeah, right. If you get, if you can take write those six things down, and if you're going to hire someone or if you're going to build a team, use them to measure. Yeah, With, is that person all of those things? Because if they are, they're going to kill for you. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a great list. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, a list that everybody should take home. Yeah. So we go. We're going to go down the other the other lane with that is to pain points. You know, what happens when you do it wrong? Yeah. And thankfully, I have lots of stories about that. Oh, good. (laughs) Because when you hire (laughs) hundreds of people, uh, you make a mistake here and there. Right. And you learn. You better learn from those mistakes or else you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah. So uh, I guess the story that I'll tell is there's two specific ones that come to mind. And I won't use names and I won't get into the details too specifically just for the sake of being respectful to other people. But um, scenarios where I shotgun hired someone on skill set or just because I needed somebody. Mm-hmm. I brought them in. And this is now pre more than five years ago. And one in one case, it was just an, a production worker type person that came. They did data entry. It wasn't anything special. It's like, well, why do I need to be so picky about this? She applied. She's here now. She can start tomorrow. She can yeah. fog a mirror. Yeah, let's you <laughs> let's know. go. Right, I need I need you right now. That's and the, the right time, seat and and a person. Yeah, right. There's a seat. There's a person, <laughs> and uh, right didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, and then another time, it, I hired purely for skill set. Your resume says that you can do all these things. Um, you are far beyond qualified for this. You're going to come in and you're going to solve a problem that I don't know how to deal with just because mm-hmm. you have the right skill set. And I didn't get 
deep enough into personality and chemistry and fit. And in both of those cases, I took a team of in like in the early days, it was there were maybe six of us total in the office from loving coming to work, smiling, happy, joking, working together to dreading the minute that you walked through the door. Mm. Cause you're going to be with this person all day long. And I re- like at that, at the first one, the first one I'm thinking of, I was on the six person team. I was dispatching trucks at the time. And it was just like, for the love, if I have to spend another minute with this person, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. maybe a little harsh, but yeah. the reality of the situation is that that is this pendulum of how right. one person, they say one bad apple. Well, it's, it's so true. One bad negative, like it was negativity. It was, criticism it was um like all kinds of things but just you know grumpy and frustrating and doesn't listen and isn't motivated doesn't take responsibility makes excuses and is a victim and like it literally the opposite of the six items that we just listed that person hit those pretty consistently both of those people yeah and in the first case i intimately experienced it as a member of the team, how I, I went from loving working with my team to hating working with my team um, because of one person when I still love the other five people. Yeah. But everybody t- got turned off by it, right? We, mm-hmm. it, it was It's wild. And then the other time I put this person in a leadership role coming into the company over a team of five or six people. And within like, again, I such a, I let it go on way too long, but by the end, really good quality people that I that I loved and appreciated and were killing for our company were coming into my office to say, like, if something isn't done about this person, I'm leaving. Multiple of them on that hmm. team, you know? So six months earlier, doing great, happy, love working here. This is the greatest job I've ever had. I love this company. I love the right. management. I love everything. To I'm going to quit. I hate this place. Yeah, that's a pretty extreme It's extreme, reaction. right? But that is the power of one wrong person yeah. in your company. And it's no joke, right? Yeah. So what I learned in both those cases is one, if if you do make the mistake, heaven forbid, get them out quickly. Mm-hmm. Like accept that. And, I, and later on, I'd have done that where I made a wrong hire and I had to get them out. And it was like two weeks and it was like, okay, this is no, 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 no. Shut so you knew like after two weeks then? No, well, I would have said I if I if I'd been mature enough to realize oh, okay. the mistake that I made back then, and I wasn't. Right, this I you know experience is yeah. the best teacher. It but, is you know the pain and suffering that you went through, and and again, it's people are like I hear it from everybody. Good people are hard to find. Just people in general are hard to find well, in this nowadays, economy, yeah. and it's getting worse in every single day. So in the small company realm, to get people to take a chance on you and come work for you is harder. You know, yeah. we have. Lots of people just want to work here because we have a reputation and a culture. We're big enough now that people are talking. 100, 120 of our employees are telling their friends they love working here. Well, yeah. that just draws people into you, like-minded people. Yeah. And we're also pushing out our culture. We're doing podcasts. We're sharing. We're giving to the community. We're we're selling our culture to the world as well as living it out. And so that brings people in. But when you're a tiny little company, you don't quite have that asset built yeah. out yet. In most cases, you might not have your core values and your mission built out. You don't even know how to sell them to the potential hire coming in. Right? That's that's the importance of of episodes one through five. Yeah, like getting right? all those things aligned does draw people to you. It draws the right people and they, they will apply. And then when you get them into your office, you can sell them on the things that they care about yeah. that you know that your company stands for and you can get over that. But 
a lot of pe- people struggle to get anyone to show up for an interview at all. And that desperation leads to hiring people that they should not hire because yeah. they feel that they have to compromise. And we we did it lots of times. Like it, it was not for lack of experience making the big mistakes on that. Um, and the reality is, is every single one of those hires actually holds you back. You think you need them right now. You think this is yes. going to help you get ahead. It actually doesn't. It, it hurts you, it slows you down, and it, it devalues your your brand, your culture, your mission. It, everything gets affected in a yeah. negative way by tolerating that kind of thing happening. I, I actually have an, uh, I talked to somebody who owns a business where they had somebody on their, on their team that was dragging them down for years. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we can't get rid of them because they have all the skills that we need and we're having such a hard time getting other people on. Every person they got on, this person tainted them. Mm-hmm. And they're so finally this person's like, I'm leaving. And they're like, oh no. But they found three other people that fit the bill. But they were too scared to make the move earlier. Right, exactly. And now they're like, oh, it's so much better. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> like it, they just go, how did we do that for years? I've said these right? words, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, shameless plug for our, our shorter version of a podcast mm-hmm. called Move the Needle. If you're, if we read off that list, Mm-hmm. And you're feeling like, oh man, I'm actually three of those things, but the other three I'm not. Mm-hmm. The Move the Needle podcast, uh, actually the last one that you did, mm-hmm. actually kind of addresses that. Like, how how do you become better? How do you yeah. move the needle? How do you how do you incrementally become a better person? Yeah, yeah. Move the needle. I like it. It's good. It's a little shorter form content for our people that you know don't necessarily have an hour to sit down right every day. Yeah. Um, you know, 10, 20 minutes. It's you can listen to it you know, on your commute. I do like I consume a lot of podcasts of that size, so it makes sense. But we're gonna hit it hard and and help you work on these just these incremental marginal gains to move that needle a little bit and up the yeah. temperature of your life and every time you do that the more you grow especially as a leader and an entrepreneur um not even in 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 your life it does not matter where you're at and you can yeah. be an employee but if you keep turning up the temperature and keep moving the needle up yeah. little marginal consistent gains you are you're just it takes time but you get there and you it's powerful. It's incredibly it powerful, which we talked yeah. about in that podcast. That's why I'm plugging it. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm passionate about it. <laughs> Number six. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, man, it's don't don't make the mistake. And if you do make the mistake, please, for the love, shut it down early. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to shut it down. Yeah. Well, you you'll figure it out. The right people will show up. It it'll be frustrating. It'll be hard, but. Doing you know, what's harder is is uh, looking back and going, we wasted three years um, of this person ruining my life and and hurting other team members and yeah. the, all the drama and the all the crap that you tolerated because you thought there wasn't other people out there. There are, yeah. And you not tolerating it, it is what really brings those other people in. Yeah, and right? maybe maybe you have somebody in the wings that could step up and mm-hmm. do that role. Yeah, all the energy you're spending dealing with that person's bull <laughs> yeah. you should turn that around and spend that on finding the other right people yeah right? and that and you know yeah turn some of that energy around start doing that incremental thing go have coffee with people mm-hmm. go go for lunch yeah uh, start a conversation well, it's, with it's people something we're going to get into here is like your network which is what, what did you say earlier that the four letter word that's more than four letters <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's the word everybody hates the four letter oh, word i've that, hated it for yeah. my whole career what the crap is networking like yeah. what networking like do it? i get my cards and i go to these banquets and like, what the mm, i hate it i hate the 
the idea of it. But the reality is when I get to understand your network is just who you know yeah, and who knows you and your reputation out there and just being intentional about meeting people, getting to know yes. them and, and just meeting new people. The yeah. more new people you can meet, the more your network expands, yep. right? And it's like, did you meet so-and-so? And they tell their friends and they, then your network expands. So networking is important. And like what I was getting into, and I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, but the majority of people that we hire, the majority come recommended by other employees or out of my personal network. Yeah. I hire lots of people that I know. Right. And in the early days, the the haters or the people that think they know everything say, well, you don't crap where you eat. <laughs> you, yeah. like, you know what I mean? That <laughs> oh, kind yeah, of I've heard that, brash yeah. thing is like you don't hire your friends. And you know what? I've I talked about it in the last podcast of the mistake of, you know, not the mistake, but hiring a friend and having to let a friend go. I've done it because guess what? I hire a lot of my friends. Yeah. And so I've had to go through the pain of that. But that pain is a sliver in in the reality of no deeply knowing the people you work with right because we do operate this business like a family like a a tight close community it is a community right and the benefits of knowing each other well far outweigh the negatives of relational strain that comes when things don't go well yeah we don't i don't have to fire that many people very few people get fired from our company because when you have when you're um invested in each other's lives there's so much more at stake so everyone puts more in yeah i try way harder to get people to come overcome issues and personal problems Mm -hmm. and and because i know them i have grace for things that are going on in their lives and i know how to support them better and i know what their personality type is and i know what they like and they don't like before we even get started i don't have to spend six months to a year getting to know them because i've never met them before when they come in right right there's so many benefits to that Right. Well, and then it comes to caring. Yeah, right? you actually care about each other. You know, in like that word that we aren't meant to say, networking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my wife, she often says, because uh, I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. and so introducing myself isn't the easiest thing. I've gotten really good at it. Uh, wives really like to get on you about that whole introducing thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she has a great attitude about it. She goes into every conversation with someone she doesn't know as... Her mindset is, oh, this could be my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just haven't met them yet. Mm-hmm. And that's a great positive way to, to enter into a conversation with somebody. It's like, oh, I don't, you could be my best friend. I just, I don't know you enough yet. Yeah. And that, so walking into it in, in a positive mindset well, like and that. Well, just knowing that each human being has value of some point. Yeah. God gave them gifts. Um, they they have knowledge that you don't have. Every single person does. Yeah. Right? And, you know, we all have the the people in our lives that we'd rather not know that we do know. And that, you know, there's toxic people out there too, but the reality is, is that if you get to know anyone and you really are looking for the good in them, you'll find it. Yeah. Right. And, and there's value in everyone. I, I so believe that. And when you find that value and you help them point that out in them, bring that out in them, light them up and get them passionate and engaged and going in the direction of the thing that they were made to do. Mm-hmm you'll get the best out of people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? And they'll be ecstatically happy to do the work that they're doing when you find that thing, right? But a lot of people never do, and that's really yeah. sad. I know, it, it is sad. It, and you know, not to belabor it, but um, praying mm, is, yeah. a, is a great way. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, pray, <laughs> I've prayed, Lord, hey, I need this 
and this and this position filled and please send us the right people. And the right person walk, like yeah. literally walks through the door like dozens of times. Like, well, you really? said you, about me, you'd been praying for my position for a year before. Yeah, I don't know if I would have said I saw it from that perspective perspective but it's like i'm going okay we're going to need someone to head up our marketing department at some point yeah so i'm praying for the right person to show up for it um and then also going you know having met you and known you and going okay at some point if i'm supposed to hire tyler make make a way for that to happen yeah right so connecting those two things not knowing like because that's the reality it's like we're just i'm just a human here i don't know what god's ripples and plans and effects are going to be on those types of things so being open-minded to the path that God has for stuff to go is just mm-hmm. such an enlightening process. Like one of the most joy, joy giving things is seeing these puzzle pieces click together. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it's like, oh, I did not see that coming, but that is so awesome. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I could, I couldn't have done it myself, you know? So clearly it's a God thing. Yeah, absolutely. Me, right. So yeah, you're obviously passionate about team building. Yeah. I, I love building teams. And I, do, I have to say, it's probably one of the things I'm best at is yeah. reading people, putting them with the right people, getting them into a job or a role that suits their, their skill set and their passion and, yeah. and that they can engage with so that they really enjoy the work that they do, enjoy the team that they work with. Um, I've, I've heard it said, and I totally agree is that people don't leave companies. They leave bad managers and bad teams, hmm. right? When, when someone thinks about you know, his interview, man, I've interviewed and hired a lot of people who worked at companies for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They've been at this company or this place. And, you know, they're going, well, I just, I can't imagine leaving the team that I'm on. Mm -hmm. Because they love the people they were. They hated the company that they worked for. (laughs) Loathed it. Yeah. And worked there for 20 years. Yeah. It's like it had nothing good to say about the company, but oh, I really like the team that I'm on. So they yeah. stayed. Yeah. And it's like because of man, the people it's there. power because of the people. Yeah. They built relationships. They had community. They liked those people. And so imagine, which is what I'm selling them, is like imagine you like the company and the management yeah. and the mission of it all. And you worked with people you liked. Yeah. And you did a job that you loved. Yeah. Like the trifecta, right? And and the people like Man, I, I hear it all the time, not to toot our own horn, but people love working here. Yes. And it's I because it of those too. three things. Yeah. Right. And people who even leave here say, this is the best place I've ever worked. Mm-hmm. Circumstances are that I'm moving away or something else came up. Yeah. My, my health isn't working out or this schedule isn't working for me. And my wife got a job up north and we're moving or whatever. Yeah. And that's, and I'm happy to see people go as long as I'm not hearing screw you guys, you're the worst. You know, I'm going, okay, if we did that, something's got me, like, something's wrong here. But I hear, you know, 99 times out of 100, this is the best place I've ever worked. And it, yeah. and it warms my heart, even as people are leaving to hear that, because that's the experience we want to create here yeah. at this company. And when I, man, I, I feel with such um, conviction and truth when I'm hiring someone and offering someone a job, this is going to be the best place you ever worked you're going to love working on yeah. this team because I know their personality. I know the people they're going to work with. I know the job I'm putting them in. And if you're the right fit for this job and I'm offering this job, you are going to just be so engaged, so happy, so passionate. You're going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for them before they even come because I know how good it's going to be. Right? Yeah. I love that. Like there's there's nothing like hiring someone and knowing how much they're going to love their job. When oh, they yeah. That's, here. that's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I think um, that's good. So if we're summarized, let's yeah. summarize the, the episode. Uh, hire the right people. Right. If you're going right to be duplicating. People, right seats. Yep. Right. If you're, if you're going to be growing your company, you need to hire people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll go back to those six things again. They're, they're really key and it's something you should be. I hope if you need to go back and listening to that again and write down those six things and then think about them when you're interviewing hiring yeah. or even like, man, when you're just thinking about hiring someone, you're going, okay, I need a person who's like this. Well, it might not be the person that you think it is from their skill set, but their personality right. and their chemistries go, man, do you know what I ask when other people hire? It's probably one of the best questions I ask and it always answers it for me is they tell me, okay, they have these skills and they have this and this is that and this is their family and they tell me the basic details in the interview and I go, did you like them? Mm-hmm. Would you want to work with them? And if they go, oh yeah, I, I really like them. It's like, I'm going to hire them. Yeah. It's that simple. Did you, if I say, do you like them? They're like, nah, I don't know. Like, don't hire them. It's almost that simple. Yeah. And that's like glazing over the the personality, the chemistry, the job fit. The, There's lots of factors, things. yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like if if you like them and their team's going to like them, it's probably going to work out. Yeah. Right. So get the right get the right people. If you get the wrong person, get them out quick. Get them aligned with your values. Get them figure out if they're the right person for the job, for the team, for the placement. Um, make sure that they are sharing your values disciplined and self-motivated they're going to do what they say they're honest they have good integrity um they think in terms of responsibility and accountability they're good with accountability people who are accountable like accountability mm-hmm. right because they're going to kill it for you yeah right um that they're extreme ownership they're not a victim they're not blaming everyone else for every problem that they've ever had that that is so easy to ascertain in a interview oh yeah like if the last place they worked is like everything was wrong there and my boss is an idiot and my co-workers were always doing this and i couldn't get anything like if everyone else is the problem that's a problem that's a problem <laughs> right um and then find people who are just passionate about things that they do yeah. right it's hard to say if they're going to be passionate for, about the job that you're putting them in but they can definitely tell if they're passionate about the sport that they play about their kids about their previous job about their hobbies, you know, you can yeah. see that they're passionate, that they're going to come in and they're going to be excited. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, right people, right seats, building a team. If you're an entrepreneur, you, you got to figure out how to do this yeah. and do it well. If you're going to grow your business. That's great. Yeah. So that being said, again, guys built to lead podcast. We really appreciate it. If you would like and share, if we added value to you, tell your, tell your friends, post it on your social media, um, rate us online, comment yeah, on our good. stuff. We love hearing from, yeah. um, of our people, um, getting pretty good traction with this podcast. We're excited about that. Um, we're on YouTube as well. If you want to see yep. this, if you're just listening, it's also uh, uploaded on YouTube. Um, and you then you can follow me faces. at Jory Evans on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I do a lot of posts. You can follow along with my stories. Um, see what I'm doing on my day to day. I share a lot of business stuff and uh, thoughts, morning thoughts and devotions and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's great. Again, join us again uh, next month on Built the Lead.